1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is November 21st, 2021. This is your WWE Survivor Series 2021 post-show review for Fightful. We got lots to talk about. You guys can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com if you want to support us, but you can also leave a thumbs up. You can uh, tap that bell for notifications. You can subscribe, and you can donate a Super Chat or a Humper Chat. I'll tell you more about that. In a moment, Denise Salcedo is here, fresh off the plane from Mission Pro Wrestling. Denise, how you doing?
2: Well, I actually have a correction for you, Sean. I am not off the plane, fresh off the plane from Houston, Texas, actually. In fact, I have some news for you. I am leaving Fightful.
1: Oh, are you?
2: I'm leaving Fightful. I just actually came off of a plane from Brooklyn, New York. Really? And- yes and also i have some great news what's that i now
1: i am super
2: rich because i have the golden egg the 100 over 100 and million dollars 100
0: and yeah 100 $100
2: million dollars hold on one second let me see mm. what the camera said. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the golden egg, and it is property of Denise Salcedo. I am now Denise, a millionaire, Sean. I will $100 give, million. Dollars. I
1: will give you $100 of my money if you eat that egg raw right now.
2: This is a cold egg, Sean. I don't
1: care. It's also this a gold is a cold egg.
2: egg a okay? hundred dollars
1: of my money if you eat that egg on the air raw.
2: No. No. Had you done steaks with me, had you done steaks with me, then maybe I would have done it. But this are, is my bet. Denise, Sean, I'm a millionaire now. Well, I don't got to be nice.
1: Denise, are you saying that you wanted steak and eggs?
2: <laughs> Sean, I feel bad for you. I know you think that's funny. Oh but God! I'm a millionaire no, now.
0: Denise again. <laughs> steaks and eggs.
1: Oh, that joke was well done, right? Oh, my God. Guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. You can go to shop.fightful.com if you want some beautiful Fightful merch. We also have our magazine over at FightfulMag.com. Cover story on Darby Allin. It's got the return of Becky Lynch, a tribute to Daphne Unger from Taylor Hendricks. I interviewed Dominic Mysterio. We've got stuff on retro gaming, wrestling mega fans and a lot more. Check it out, FightfulMag.com. But leave us a super chat. This will get your question or statement read on the air. Or you can head out to HumperChats.com or HumperChat.com and leave us a message there. It's the most direct way to support us uh, in the way of chats because we get to keep more of that cut. So head over to HumperChats.com. Uh, Denise, uh, if we did stakes on this show, it would be almost more than any stakes applied to the show that we just saw. Uh, well, sad- Tom, that
2: was the whole—that per- was the whole point of it. That's why I told you we should do stakes. And are you wearing Until- blue? Are you SmackDown blue?
1: Yeah, I am. What
2: a nerd! What a okay. nerd!
1: Okay, cool. You're you're doing you're doing a bit. Good job, Denise. You're doing a bit. But the sad reality right now is an egg is the most stakes that this show had. An egg, which was a reference to a rock movie on the night The Rock did not show up. Oh my gosh, Denise.
2: Well, actually, the egg is technically the big thing that is supposed to get us to tune in tomorrow night to Monday Night Raw to find out what happened to said golden egg. That's actually the big trap. Like, on top of, you know, The Rock... I mean... I realistically, I wasn't expecting The Rock to show up. There was a part of me, like 0.01% of me, that thought, well, what if? But realistically, a big chunk of me knew that wasn't going to happen.
1: Oh, man. So let's talk about this golden egg. Vince McMahon shows up backstage, and he's got the egg. And in my head, I was like, is that the egg from... Red Notice, which I I did watch it on Netflix. It's good, mindless fun. I like The Rock. I like uh, Ryan Reynolds. I like Gal Gadot. But um, I was like, is that really it? And they did some tie-in. Later on, they did tie-in with Pizza Hut. We'll talk about that. And they tout this stuff on the quarterly calls, Denise. Like, they bring up the zombies, and they bring up Pure Life and all that. And they'll, they'll have the balls to say, oh, well, when Patrick Mahomes scores a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs, he can't drive a pure life truck out there and spray down the audience. And I'm like, that's because people are showing up to watch Pat Mahomes. People are tuning in to watch Pat Mahomes. People are buying his jerseys. People are either way. Later on, Vince McMahon is on his phone texting and the egg is there. Uh, He shows it to Roman Reigns and he says, it's worth a hundred million dollars. Roman goes, well, it's almost as much as my next contract. But later on, Denise, the the egg is gone. It's it's gone. So Vince is gonna have all of the Raw and SmackDown stars on Raw tomorrow. And he's gonna get to the bottom of this.
2: Well, Sean, I'm sorry, but there's an egg there that's worth over a hundred million dollars. If no one tries to steal it, then I gotta say everybody's dumb. You should try to steal that egg. Over a hundred million dollars, Sean.
1: So, anything worth one hundred million dollars you should try to steal,
2: yeah, I don't know how you're planning on getting ahead of life, but I'm planning on taking putting my hands on something that's worth a hundred million dollars.
1: Pause um it's just I don't know what to to make
2: Sean we're talking about a golden egg in which Vince McMahon who we hardly ever see on television pops out of a limo out of nowhere looking up at the heavens and he looks down at everybody and everybody's like in awe like a freaking what's his name Smeagol from like Lord of the Rings came in here with the, with the ring you know when they, when they look at the ring and they're like all in awe and he's holding this gold thing and for a second you can't really tell if it's an urn and I kind of felt dumb I was like, is that an egg? And I was like, Denise, you're so stupid. That's not an egg. Don't even say that it's an egg. And then I looked at it and I was like, shit, it really is an egg. Now, I didn't see the movie, Sean. You did. So for me, I legitimately had no idea where they were going with this egg. You know what I thought? I thought he was going to come out and announce that inside this egg was a bunch of money and that was going to be some sort of reward for either the Battle Royal or for a brand. I thought they were going to do like a money in the bank type of thing, but with a golden egg.
1: What was also pointed out by many people was a little tone deaf to have like the roster there cheering Vince on. Right after, you know, they, they fired like a hundred of their friends and stuff.
2: I didn't think of that, but a bunch of people did post like immediately on Twitter, basically saying that all of those cuts were made so that Vince McMahon can afford that $100 million egg. I did see all of those jokes going around. He said
1: it was a gift from The Rock to thank him for all he's done. Uh, Amir says it'll probably end with a comedy bit with the 24 seven title. Joseph says, is the egg what ends the brand split tomorrow? <laughs> um, I think we're probably closer to it than we've ever been with the rosters being as thin as they are. Sean,
2: eggs, brand split. You know, like eggs, Benedict, but eggs, brand split. If you say it really fast.
1: So we're going to go on a Leslie Nielsen hunt for the egg. For those of you who don't know, uh, watch SummerSlam 1994. Actually, don't. You'll be better off if you don't. <sighs> Oscar, or Oliver rather, says, is Hollywood Salcedo turning heel? Give the poor old man his egg back. And Valab says, $100 million egg.
2: You know what? I'm rich now. I don't got to talk properly, all right? I got my freaking golden egg, man. Property of Denise Salcedo.
1: Amir says, egg and pizza. Nurguru says, maybe someone sold that egg to make up for all those pesky budget cuts. They're in such dire straits. They need that help uh randy says one of the least eventful shows of the year the only thing with consequence out of the night is that goddamn egg that's the sad reality the egg had the most consequences and i think wwe's inability to make wins and losses matter to add stakes to add emotion to add true story to so much of the show is what had the crowd just like eh we're here
2: Okay, so I'll just start saying this right off the bat, okay? I know we're kind of talking about the fact that this was a sort of weird show because we had a lot of repetit- repetitiveness, one of those being the, I think we saw four people essentially get eliminated due to countouts. We had... Literally everybody and their mother getting an entrance, which, all right, you know, it makes sense. You would think, okay, everybody's going to get an entrance, but I'm sorry, but it took forever. And so that kind of took away from the show and kind of killed a lot of people's energy. I started this show sitting up right in my couch. And by like the second, you know, the men's by the the end of the, uh, the entrances, I was laying down. They killed my energy from well, that point on.
1: Denise, you know what? If your energy has been killed, you can check out our friends at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful Athletic Greens. I switched up from my normal multivitamin to Athletic Greens in the morning. I take it on an empty stomach. That way it absorbs a little bit better. And it's helped me out with digestion, energy, simplicity, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Even with the energy drinks I've been drinking, I've been dragging throughout the day. So I wanted to switch things up. And I I checked out Athletic Greens. Uh, Baron Black even, even mentioned it. Uh, who I've got an interview with tomorrow. Uh, I love this stuff. It has helped me out. Like like the way that I feel when I take this, it, it was important that I tried it before and I did. And um, it, it made a huge difference over a typical, multivitamin for me ag1 by athletic greens is the category leading superfood product which brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody keeping up with the research knowing what to do taking a bunch of pills and capsules can be hard on the stomach and hard to keep up with and i always like something that is all-encompassing one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high-quality, bioavailable ingredients in one scoop fill that nutrition gap, and they're going to give you uh, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first- purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash fightful that is athleticgreens.com fightful that is a great deal uh this has uh, changed a lot of things for me honestly i was having uh, some memory problems recently and i was like you know what i want to try out something with brain function as well because uh lord knows that hanging out with denise at least once a week is deteriorating uh my brain function and athleticgreens.com slash fightful Gets me there. AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful.
2: I am so happy you're taking these because, Sean, I was tired of hearing your same exact stories once.
1: Muted. Harry says, Vince saying people who work with him are potential thieves. Right after those releases, I'm making a big part of the roster applaud him. Bad taste. And X-Man says, the egg has been released due to budget cuts. Maybe that was in bad taste. Uh, brian murphy says the egg didn't get stolen it got released WWE wishes it the best in its future endeavors uh, we get it there's a lot of money and egg and release jokes here we got them out of the way guys we're good we're good christian knight says i feel like the egg is going to have a miniature gobbledygooker inside and that's why it's worth so much kind of like mini from austin powers i don't think it's quite big enough denise
2: Well, I just didn't get to finish my point from earlier. And what I wanted to say, actually, this is not not a bit, Sean. I literally want to say that even though the show was weird, we did get a lot of good wrestling on the show. And I know that the biggest conversation tonight is going to be the egg. But I do want to put over that there were a lot of really good wrestling moments in the show.
1: The sad reality is the crowd didn't care for most of it.
2: Can you blame them, though? Because, Sean, okay, if well, during all of these long entrances and these long video packages, I don't know about you, but I get up, I leave, I do something else around the house. Think about the people that are there just sitting there, kind of just waiting for the next thing to happen.
1: Cyclops says, Tony D stole the egg, and it's on its way to Italy. Ache, uh, says, or Ash says, um, the pay-per-view was very un-egg-citing sighting 3 out of five eggs guessing we will see it debut in aew soon no
2: here's the thing though and i don't know how people are going to feel about this but i kind of thought that survivor series was going to be uh, i don't want to say worse but I, i actually thought that survivor series was a little bit better than what i was originally expecting it to be realistically I thought today's show was just a little bit better had they cut down all of those video packages and long entrances and the show wasn't as long. I thought they could have had a somewhat decent show and obviously had they tweaked some things around in the actual storytelling.
1: We've got uh, Kate saying the biggest conversation is going to be the egg. It will. Christopher Hart says, why wasn't the opener main event switch if The Rock wasn't showing up? Feel like Beck and Charlotte had more juice to it. So I had posted a rundown today like, A bunch of people backstage got the rundown in reverse, and they were very confused. They were like, oh, well, this makes sense. The Rock isn't showing up here. Becky and Charlotte are main eventing. Then when the corrected one came in, it's like Biggie and Roman are headlining. So there were some people that were like, is he he here? No, Denise, he was not here. He was not here. He did not show up.
2: I got to blame you on this one, Sean, because when I saw that you tweeted that.
1: Muted. Daniel R says... Do TV networks notice or just the bottom line?
2: Sean, you need I you need to learn to take criticism. Damn, you posted why? that tweet, and you're part of the reason why 0.01% of me thought, you know what, maybe there's hope. I blame what you. In, you in the you rock? got you got the people excited thinking there was for a what? chance that the rock was going to show up. So I'm sorry, I blame you. For
1: wait that. a second. Yes, because I, when
2: you tweeted that, when you said Wait, wait, like, wait.
1: wait, wait what I tweeted, what?
2: When you were talking about the fact that they uh that the opening match and the main event had essentially been swapped the whole and thing you- got swapped yeah, the whole exactly. thing got
1: switched
2: that to me if you read in between the lines you gave off the tone that maybe something was going to go down Sean so i thought-
1: muted you thought that within the last few hours before the show no, Dwayne called no, him up no, and was like no
2: correct <laughs> You thought that no, the rock that's not it actually, Sean. Hours? That's not it. You're twisting the story. You You're made it seem you made it seem like they were reworking things. No, so you I did gave not. me you gave me a little tiny glimmer of hope, is all I'm saying. I think no. you don't realize that.
1: Well, that's that's I mean, if you think that the rock is something they rework, Sean, I don't know what to tell Sean, you, Denise.
2: Sean. Sean
1: muted that is that is no critical thinking being employed there denise i'm sorry if you think the rock the rock is a thing that they just land on in the last few minutes Oh boy, Sean,
2: I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't know the rock as the rock. I know him as Dwayne because we are Hollywood buddies do. out here. We go to brunch. Okay. You do all right.
1: Oz says, can you explain the egg thing? I've canceled my WWE network sub we did earlier on the show. Uh, you might want to rewind, uh, but we did explain it a little bit earlier. Um, Jay blood says bizarre show, but Vince being totally detached and texting totally losing the plot is a great retcon. What does it say that, Vince, during his Survivor Series show, was backstage like.
2: What? He can't text? I don't get it. What's the problem here?
1: He's backstage in a room just texting the whole time?
2: You're telling me that like bosses don't text? I see you text all the time. I never see you without My your phone. My
1: gosh, Denise, insufferable. Orlando Arrego says SRS getting his tweet misread. I didn't expect The Rock until Vince showed up. Sorry, not on your side, Denise. Probable Cause says, so we're looking forward to the SmackDown storyline of how everyone lost, but Roman, that's what I'm calling right now, buried the roster for him. So we had a super chat up here, Denise. Let me find it. Do networks, TV networks notice or just the bottom line? I ran a story over the past couple of months about WWE's relationship with Fox and USA. I don't think that Fox would care that much about wins and losses, but they care about their stars looking big and they care about viewership, obviously.
2: Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, it makes perfect sense. You're paying for this product. You clearly want the very best to be on there and you want the people to care about it because at the end of the day, that is people's interest is what's going to affect ratings and not affect ratings. So I don't, I feel like that just seems logical, common sense. Hey, Hey, You should care that the people care about what's going on on the television screen of what you're paying for.
1: Man, most of these super chats are like things happened. Uh, Bezo bank says I was at survivor series live and it was weird, especially from the crowd. We were hyped for Becky Charlotte and men's survivor series. But after that, everyone was waiting for the rock and when he didn't show up, we were just pissed. And uh, yeah, man, man. Uh, Sensei Tiswald says Hollywood Salcedo forever uh long-term heel storytelling man Denise, okay what you want to address that you're here yeah, because
2: every time i talk you shut me up sean can you just pick a host already you're twi- you
1: when you talk you whine about me instead of the show you're I'm sorry complain. what
2: you I complain about to-
1: me not the show
2: I actually, I said one thing about you. I literally was talking about the fact Cyclops is better than Wolverine is entitled to their own opinion. I don't get <laughs> mad when people give their opinions on here. Sean, I'm okay with hearing criticism and other Denise worked
1: opinions. herself into a shoot and blames SRS.
2: What oh, I no. wanted to talk about. Uh, Shauna Walensky
1: says, wow, all the power SRS has in Denise's mind is appointment viewing and the egg thing is pointless. I hope you mean Denise's egg. See Denise gets this hundred million dollar egg, one hundred and million dollar egg, and then she just starts acting up on the air. We haven't even
0: started okay. reviewing the well, show. well then start
2: guiding me to review the show. If you say Denise, what did you think about this? I will tell you what I thought about it, Sean. But then you start telling me, what do you think about?
1: Muted. Shinsuke Nakamura took on Damian Priest. This is one of the matches that SmackDown won. Probable Cause says, for those things, Nakamura didn't lose. Read about Woods a couple years back. If it happened on the pre-show, it doesn't count, according to WWE. Well, he didn't win either, Denise. He just, it was a DQ. I did not see why Nakamura needed to be protected. He's been beaten like four times in the last month. Damian Priest, they tried to lie to us and say he was undefeated. He did get pinned with the Miz's pants around his ankles. Like, we saw that. But in singles matches... Damian Priest has been protected. And to me, that's not an accident with the way WWE books. It cannot be an accident that Priest has not lost. But then they protected him with that DQ with the guitar. I didn't get this.
2: Well, this definitely did not. Well, first of all, I do have a question for you because was this always the match that was intended to be on the pre-show or did I miss something here? Because I, I missed the last two episodes of SmackDown due to work. But in terms of like what I always thought that for some reason it was supposed to be the battle royal that was going to be part of that pre-show. Was it always supposed to be Damian and Nakamura?
1: I think as of Thursday, they had decided this was going to be a match. And I heard that the, 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 reversed order thing was kind of locked in so it was supposed to be in the pre-show throughout all that by yesterday i think so oh man
2: Okay. So here's like my thing on this. So we talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and unfortunately, and I've said this on, you know, my SmackDown post show reviews and all of those other stuff is that as much as I like Shinsuke Nakamura, as much as I respect him for everything that, you know, he's done and, you know, he's a legend and all of that good stuff. I just feel that everything that he has done, especially as of late in WWE or what they've had him do essentially to me has sort of, Kept knocking him down several levels to the point where I no longer can sort of you know I don't want to say take them seriously because obviously I do but it's more so when you keep telling us that a person doesn't necessarily matter and you slot them on the roster and then you kind of don't really do much with them yeah he gets the title but then you just have him coming out essentially having a million matches I don't know how many matches did he have with Baron Corbin and then you do all of these moments where he just was on SummerSlam he just came out he had the dancing segment with the guitar and Pat McAfee and like that was literally it so what you're telling me here is that I should didn't rest necessarily take shinsuke nakamura all of that serious and that's i feel the story that they've been telling here now on damien priest's side they did this character change on him they changed his music and all of that good stuff and then we kind of didn't necessarily see him for a while like i do not even recall us really talking about him all that much in the last like what week or two on the rock post show so for me Heading into this, I thought it was going to be very clear and obvious that Damian Priest should have gotten the win in this match. But I, when they did the DQ, I kind of thought that it was a little bit annoying. I did think that when, um, when uh, Damian Priest had him in the Go-Go Plata, I did think that that like should that. have been the finish right there. Had they just ended it right there, I think it would have been a perfectly good match because it was a good match. And here's the thing, too, with Damian Priest is that I kind of feel like right now they're making too many changes with Damian Priest. This match was good when you were seeing shades of the Damian Priest that you like. And by that, I mean, you see his strikes, you see the power and the speed in which he brings into the matches. But the first portion of this match, they had him wrestle like every single, you know, typical big WWE guy where they did they kind of didn't really show let him show that much of who Damian Priest is once we did get to see those shades of Damian Priest that's when this match really picked up and that's when I thought the submission should have been the finish to this match there was no reason this should have been a DQ and unfortunately this set the tone for what we would be seeing later on in the night
1: it it made me think just like ah here we go Jason says Nakamura's IC reign is like Asuka's raw reign. I don't know. I'd say even more underwhelming than that because like in the middle of it, they took his crown too. They did a King of the Ring thing. Like he lost, he lost a lot of stuff. And Damian Priest, his run in comparison, like he's been so strong. And Orlando says, I laugh when Damian Priest gets DQ'd to affect his win loss record. I mean, I don't even like they, they treat DQ matches like it just didn't even happen. Like, like they don't exist. And I was just like, oh, and then by like the third match of the night, Denise, I was like, count out, count out, count out, DQ, holding the ropes. It was exhausting already. Jamal yeah, says, unfortunately. Jamal says, is it possible Damian Priest will eventually beat Roman Reigns, winning the Royal Rumble and challenging him at WrestleMania? I'd be shocked. I mean, I like, I like Damian Priest a lot, but I'd, I'd be surprised. I think they're. Right now, as things stand, I don't know who's going to beat the Ra- or Roman Reigns. I don't see anybody beating him for a long time. Eric Cool says, since the brand split in 2016, SmackDown's never won a Survivor Series. Is there a point for the brand warfare if SmackDown always loses? Well, they didn't really lean into brand supremacy this time. They were just like, here's some people from one show. Here's some people from another show they're going to fight.
2: Did they even, and maybe this was me tuning out commentary, but did they even really push like who was winning? Like, in terms of, like, the matches throughout the night. Because I feel like that should have been hammered over my head. I think that I should have heard, like, multiple times. Hey, you know, SmackDown or Raw or whatever at some point is leading here. And, oh, my God. Did they even count the pre-show match as, like, a win for They never
1: do. They never do. Do not? I feel like they do, though.
2: I know Kayla mentioned it in the pre-show. She did mention... That SmackDown was one and Raw well, was zero.
1: The night that they had that counter a few years ago, the one that that person referred to in the super chat where New Day won the pre-show match, they didn't even count it. So, I mean, who knows? And they change everything so often. Spine on the Pine says, I was so excited for The Rock to show up, and when he didn't, I felt so scrambled. I didn't know if anyone could get over that easy. Mostly the whole <laughs> thing ended up feeling like a yoke."
2: <laughs> All right, fine. That was a good one.
1: It was a good one yeah uh, volob says survivor series 2021 a show that happened and yeah it happened it's in the books and already out of sight uh Renovar says i skipped the pay-per-view in favor of this post show at least i know srs and denise will entertain me while well, WWE only provides disappointment and regret oh no oh no and air cool had said will smackdown always be the b show uh, no i think that quite honestly they considered the a show uh, they've got Brock and Roman Reigns on there and it's on Fox and it does more viewers.
2: I think given the second I've said this a million times, but the second that show went to Fox, it became the a show. But but raw has a lot of great talent and things have changed. I feel since that, since that draft,
1: Luke is still up and he says, it's all about the egg.
2: What time is he over there?
1: It's like 5. AM there.
2: Go to sleep, Luke, go to sleep,
1: I go to me- sleep,
2: wake up and then have some eggs.
1: Orlando said, when someone posted what was the egg, uh, I thought the the rock was coming, then he didn't. Now we're getting egg hunting segments for Raw tomorrow. Oh, boy. I love me some Sova says, I guess the term Big Four is now a myth because this pay-per-view did not feel like it. It had its moments, but this pay-per-view overall for me was very meh. I mean, Denise, quite frankly, Money in the Bank is has replaced Survivor Series.
2: I think by the end of next year, especially because they already announced that that show is going to be at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, I think by the end of the next year, we just all need to get on the same page and really acknowledge that that is now part of the big four pay-per-views because it's not Survivor Series anymore.
1: They really better condition fans that just not tune out September, October, November, December, and half of January then. Because we're talking like four and a half months that they're just conditioning people that's slam
2: SummerSlam and that's it. That's after that. And then you've got Summer, to wait for Royal yeah. Rumble.
1: The, I mean, there's no WWE pay-per-view until January now.
2: Day one, right? Yeah, yeah day, one.
1: day one. Which I like that they're doing Saturdays too. I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your Humper chats at humperchat.com. Jason says, Boogs playing the guitar during the match made it even more meaningless than the usual pre-show match and makes both titles mean even less. Like, it's... I'm so over the distraction, the, the guitar distraction.
2: I'm over that too. I've been over it for a while. I think they overplayed it. Uh, it's one of those things where like it was funny the first time and seeing Pat McAfee get on the table and dance, that was funny the first time. But when you've seen it like 10 times, you're like, all right, that's cool. I got it. I'm out. Like that's the parts. Those are the parts of the show where I'll stop paying attention to go send a tweet or something.
1: Follow up says day one is H. I don't know what you mean. Alicia Ellis says, can we get a poll of who did and didn't watch the pay-per-view? Because I sure didn't. Uh, I just posted one in the chat just now. But let's talk about what I consider the high point of this show. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair with that chemistry that they have. These two women work together so freaking well. It's like that combination of effortless athleticism and just gritty violence. And, of course, there, there's going to be some spots that are are, are a little rough that – miss or a little sloppy. Fights are sometimes sloppy, fights are sometimes rough. They work together so well and I believe it when they do it. After the match, which Becky Lynch won by holding the ropes, she was very emotional about how far she and Charlotte Flair had could had come and she uh, did an interview with uh, WWE Digital. Oh my gosh, I could watch these two wrestle nonstop. They they along with Becky and Sasha Banks at Brooklyn Probably my favorite women's matches in WWE history uh, was Evolution Last Woman Standing. This was such a rad match. Becky's style has adjusted just a little bit since she come since she's come back, and Charlotte is always evolving. Uh, but I, I just thought they were incredible together.
2: All right. So here's the thing that I need to hammer home here because I feel like right now we've been sort of mentioned. I feel that this match is being overlooked by a freaking egg and that pisses me off because this match was incredible. I'm sorry but if you were those people that decided to skip out on Survivor Series and you're like oh I'm just gonna listen to the review. I will urge you to go watch this match. Like Uh, I'm not gonna urge you to watch any other match on this show other than this one because I loved everything that they did in this match like I literally just like wrote down like so much that I loved but I'm gonna kind of hit some of the pieces that I really feel I need to talk about here and I was gonna tweet this out but I know that things don't always read route read well when you write them in text so I'm gonna say it on here you know. Charlotte Flair she gets a lot of heat a lot of people don't like Charlotte we've already established that and we I, you know we see it all across social media and all of that now I've been like on here all the time always putting over Charlotte etc cetera, etc cetera, right but I really feel that this match and this is obviously speaking for both women but I'm going to hit Charlotte a little bit harder here because of the heat and hate that she constantly gets this match is literally proof, one of the dozens of examples of why women like Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are both in the spot that they are in. I know that people don't like Charlotte because of the way that she's booked and I get that, but I sometimes feel that sometimes people try to ignore the fact that she is incredibly talented. And I'm sorry, but you started out, like you saw this match, okay? And you have, uh, both of these women are technically both heels right now, but in the ring, you have a lot of a a bigger, stronger heel in Charlotte Flair. And you have, you know, at the end of the day, people love Becky Lynch and she's more of a fan favorite in comparison to Charlotte Flair. So you had this match at the beginning. You had people essentially, you know, booing Charlotte, really behind Becky Lynch. And as this match furthered along, you started to see a shift. You started to see the crowd split a little bit, where it was 50-50, they were cheering for Charlotte, some were cheering for Becky Lynch, et cetera, et cetera. And at this, like, further on in the match, you started to hear... Like, this is awesome, Chance, and all of that good stuff. And that was because they told a really good match here. They started off hot. This is a feud where they're not going to start in any wrest We didn't see any rest holds at all during this match. It was literally pure aggression. Uh, they were uh, they did so many little stuff. Some of my favorite parts was when Charlotte was going to go for a moonsault right at the top of this. And Becky just comes from behind her and literally just shoves her. And you see Charlotte Flair, like, fly. And the camera angle made it look a lot more grander and then there was a couple of uh, there was uh when charlotte flair did the uh let me get sorry i had this down oh yeah when she did the double moonsault spot i love that Uh, i love when she did that and then there was also a moment where Charlotte went for the pin on Becky Lynch. And it was the little things in this match that really got over for me on top of the all of the aggression from them. But it was more so, if you notice, Sean, when Charlotte would go for the pin on Becky Lynch, instead of like waiting, one, two, okay, kick out, what you saw was Becky Lynch kind of getting like, get off of me, like, get off of me. It was more realistic, Like you mentioned, like, it's more realistic, I think, in a fight to kind of react that way when somebody is trying to uh, pin you down. And when they went for the uh, figure four leg lock and they started slapping each other, we saw Charlotte counter that. I love that. And I saw a lot of people that did not like the finish. I love the finish. I'm sorry. But to me, I thought the finish was symbolic because they both were showing that they were willing to play dirty. They both did the exact same thing. It's just that one got caught and one did it. And to me, there was a lot of poetry in that. And I hate that. The fact that because WWE has sort of ruined these types of finishes that when they make sense to a story, uh, people kind of shit on it. Even though I personally think that in this story, what they told was a good match. So I'm sorry. I loved everything that they did on here.
1: So I think that I, I didn't mind the finish. What I minded was the finish right after the DQ that we saw before and sandwiched between right right before we were about to see three count outs in one match. Knowing what we know now, I think this should have main evented. Roman Reigns and Big E could have went on first. Everybody kind of would have known Rock ain't here. They ain't bringing it here. They could have had a clean finish. Follow the DQ or get this: Damian Priest just could have won. That could have that could have worked too. But <laughs> I been
2: so simple.
1: Yeah, because considering how Becky Lynch and Charlotte have played off one another. By the way, guys, the the title being thrown around thing that was that was legit. It was not a work, but they are smart enough to turn it into a work. They're very smart about that. Um, But I think that a clean finish in the opening match, which should have been Big E and Roman Reigns, could have really helped adjust that. And again, not having a DQ in the early one. Cyclops says still would have preferred Bianca versus Sasha instead. I mean, I would have loved either one of them, to be honest with you. Orlando says Charlotte versus Becky was the best thing tonight. Very odd and weird booking for the rest of the pay-per-view. Oh, to me, it was like this, downhill, until like the the, the finishing sequences of Biggie Roman, which I really enjoyed because they're very good. R26 says, glad Becky Charlotte went first. Give me a chance to watch the Steelers blow it against the Chargers. <laughs> and so the main event, I didn't know where he was going with that. I was like, I- I'm interested to see where this goes. And you know what? I also watched the Steelers blow it nerd guru says talk about Becky and Charlotte and that's all the show was abysmal watch the opener and Becky's backstage interview real stuff man shit show though I, I don't like I don't think the wrestling was bad Denise I just think that a lot of people just didn't care that was a
2: big problem and here's the thing and this is what kind of bums me out it was literally little things Sean we just mentioned them right now. Just give Damien Priest a win. Go into this match. The people might have appreciated the finish for the women's match a little bit more. Don't do one zillion uh, count outs. Um, I'm sorry. There was just little tiny things. Had they been tweaked? Had they been eliminated? Like take a double, you know, look at the what you have planned for the night and maybe, you know, really the right hand telling the left hand, making sure that people communicate and know what's going on in these matches so that you don't see all of this repetition. Have there been a couple of tweaks in this show? I think this could have made a show where not, you wouldn't get people like shitting on the show because there were some good stuff in the show.
1: Yes. Um, WDB's got to make people care about stuff. That that's what this all boils down to make things matter as much as they can. when, The prizes matter. Everything below it matters. The prizes and the concept of winning and losing has to matter or else why are we watching this? And people will say, for the stories. Well, the stories almost always tie into who wins this thing, who loses this thing. In the very, very end, it is a bunch of people positioning to win or lose something, and then there are are real emotional issues that come from them. Volob says day one ish. Okay. Now I get it. That's what they should call uh, the WWE pay-per-view. For a second, I was like, had I been
2: calling the pay-per-view the wrong name? I thought I had been calling it the wrong name. I was like, (laughs) what? I was pretty sure it was day one.
1: (laughs) Jambeard says, didn't hate the ending, but I heard a real good match between Chaz and Becky. Luis says, haven't watched WWE in two years, but never miss a fightful post show. You guys are great. Hey, I appreciate you. We're, we're so glad. And James Boris says, after Reg's rant on Grapsity yesterday, I couldn't bring myself to watch this com- anything this company does. Brother Reg was right. Man, he is on fire on that show. Check out Grapsity every Saturday at noon. Overall said, I've hosted a Friendsgiving for almost 10 years now. And up until last year, we used to be excited to end the night watching Survivor Series. The non-finishes killed the mood. Full gear reruns are now the new norm. Damn. Damn. Well, then we got... Men's Survivor Series. Kevin Owens immediately walks out because he does not give a damn. And why would he?
2: They telegraphed that in the pre-show as well. When he said that he was going to essentially prove to his teammates that he was somebody to be trusted and all of that. You knew that it was something fishy was going to happen there. So the second you saw him walking out, you knew he was going to get counted out. So that's number one. First count out of the night.
1: And then we get two more, Denise, right there. So we are three matches into a show, and we get a DQ, a cheat finish, which, all right. Of its own, it would be all right. But then we get Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre both getting counted out as well. Um, King Woods had been put out by technical submission, the full Nelson, and Happy Corbin gotten pinned. But, I mean, we're talking like five people pinned, Counted out, DQ'd in the first three matches. Like you would look at that and go, "How? How is it statistically even possible?" But they did it.
2: So with the countouts here, so had they done the Drew Bobby Lashley countout and or whoever, let's just say they would have just done the Kevin Owens countout. I would have been like, "All right, fine, whatever." It wasn't my favorite thing, but okay, if that's the story that they're telling, fine. Uh, personally if they would have just done the Drew McIntyre Bobby Lashley count out I would have actually preferred that one a little bit more but had they just done that one I think it would have been okay I I get that they were you know trying to protect both guys that's cool in all Mm -hmm. and that would have been fine but you essentially had two count outs in the first men's match and then later on we're going to talk about the one that occurred in the women so I wasn't expecting another one to happen later on in the women's match because I was already kind of complaining about the fact that we had three in this men's match. So for me, it was one of those things where had they chosen one or the other it would have been perfectly fine I wouldn't have been here complaining about it to be honest had they chosen one or the other and you talk about wins and losses and and people caring and you know WWE essentially telling the people to care there was this moment during this match where you had Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley have this stare down and we all know the history that both of these guys have essentially shared and the second they touch hands and they start going at each other There was no reaction from the crowd. And I thought, oh, my God, they like literally tried building this moment up in this match. And there was no pop, no reaction. And the reason for that is because they really, really shoved down Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre down our throats prior to this, that the people kind of didn't they weren't clamoring for this moment necessarily. It was supposed to be a cool moment that the people weren't necessarily completely all here for.
1: This match went 30 minutes. It was the longest match of the show. Um, I think it went a little long, but Jeff Hardy, it was super over. Like, very clearly at some point over the next year, they're going to be doing a Roman Reigns-Jeff Hardy story where Jeff Hardy will not stand a chance, but the crowd's going to be there for him. You got to use him in that sense. Um, Austin Theory got a little bit of shine by eliminating uh, Sheamus, and he went pretty far into this. But other than that, I think, let's see. Balor got an elimination. Lashley did. Sheamus Theory, Hardy Rollins. Nobody got more than one elimination. Count out got more eliminations than anybody. Here's my
2: this. thing I can't believe that. What's up with Finn Balor? Poor guy can't catch a break, man. I couldn't buy the way that he got eliminated and then having him, having Austin Theory essentially outlast uh Finn Balor for, who was just competing for the championship against Roman Reigns. This wasn't believable to me. And then there the whole thing with uh with with Seamus and Jeff Hardy, where all of a sudden they're, they're besties for a second. And I'm thinking to myself, do you not recall Seamus framed you drunk driving? All of that whole nonsense that oh, yeah. went down. They we were I, throwing piss in each other's face yeah, last year. exactly. So when Seamus then attacked Jeff Hardy, I was like, all right, fine. They never really explained that. But then I'm kind of thinking like, all right, we're not going to circle back to this, are we?
1: And what, what a lot of this match showed me, Denise, is – why should I care if the characters don't care? Why should I care about who wins if they don't care? They can't or care they enough to, to even stay in the match. They can't care enough to not beat up their teammates. They can't care enough to stay in the damn ring and not get counted. Like they, they didn't care. The thing I took most from this is people love Jeff Hardy. They really, really love Jeff Hardy. They thought he was going to pull it off. He has become like that ultimate underdog again. Like, in age, in that he's gotten older, and people love him and respect him, and I think there's a fun run in him. I know he ain't beating Roman Reigns, but this but was, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. It
2: was the right call to have Seth Rollins win mm-hmm. here, and I had somebody write to me Absolutely. that he didn't think that it was, and that was one of the things that I did want to bring up on the show because somebody brought up that it didn't make sense for Seth Rollins to win given that he already is the number one contender, and I thought to myself what the fridge I'm sorry but this yeah, yeah. is what you're thinking now this is what WWE has done to a lot of their audience is that they've conditioned them to, to to say okay wins and losses don't matter because he already has this contendership and I'm thinking instead of making that person stronger who's gonna be going after the bout you I know that people wanted Jeff Hardy to win but in terms of the story and in terms who needed this win and should have rightfully gotten this win for the sake of the story and for the sake of where this is all going it should have been and Seth Rollins, and that was one of the things that I did want to address on the show. As much as we all left Jeff Hardy and all of that good stuff, Seth Rollins was the right guy to win this match.
1: And I think he should have pinned Sheamus, too. I think he should have gotten multiple wins. Like, it's it's been a while since he got that number one contendership. It's been almost a month, so a lot of people forget that it's even there, but they still got that match to do. Uh, we've got some Super Chats and Humper Chats. Reminder, go to HumperChats.com. If you're watching this show or if you don't even watch live, you can go to HumperChats.com and leave a, a chat there for the next time we are on the air. Uh, we've got Shauna Bolinsky says, Give me an episode of Sour Grapsity with Alex and Reg. This is all I want for Christmas. They can do anything behind the paywall they want. I don't care. But right after this, Alex will be going live with Kate. With a special episode of Sour Graps talking about the egg and not the rock. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We also did a release special as well. I am Malucha says, uh, not sure who overall is the friend- friends giving chat with me. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, uh, Luis is gonna have to clear that up for me. Uh, Eloquent says, uh, BK crowd was quiet. Af as uh, for most of the night, amazing. Yeah, they were. They really, really were. Uh, Kurt Luttrell says, I do think it's a bit tone deaf considering the people that lost their jobs right before the egg uh, got more pay-per-view time than they did. Uh, yeah, that was tone deaf, I think. I definitely think. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. says, did you both see Becky's interview from tonight? Did you?
2: No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I just watched the show and that was literally it. She Be happy the in- I showed up to the pre-show.
1: They were, um, sorry, I've got asthma right now. Lose it, losing my breath a little bit, but uh becky was almost uh, she was in tears over this um yeah
2: okay she i'm gonna need to tears. see that i'm gonna definitely need to see that
1: joseph cray says ko's count out made sense sasha's was so dumb oh boy will we get to that uh kurt luttrell says happy corbin took it to keep that bank account fat his uh, deep six on finn balor looked really really great as well cyclops says i know who can coexist with anyone ray can he would have been a much better teammate, but uh Austin Theory didn't do bad in K Fabe for this team. Uh Jam Beard says I'd be down for Roman, Roman versus Hardy, TLC at the day one show. That sounds good. They need I think they should get Hardy some wins. I I kind of need to look at how the hell he's been doing. Not like that matters to them. Not I like it, oh, he, he beat Madcap Moss, he beat Sami Zayn. He's won a couple <laughs> times on SmackDown. There you go. That's all you need, Denise. A win over
2: Madcap Moss. There you Bro, go. Please. There you go. Now we're just reaching. This is sad.
1: Um, uh, Michelle Haskins says, didn't watch uh, Survivor Series, but the egg was the winner of the night. It had better booking than the wrestlers on the show. Damn. Oh. well, uh, He
2: built up the egg, and then they gave it a whole story. I mean, and now we even have a follow-up to the egg, you know?
1: So the person that sent in the super chat that said, not sure who overall is, is that Frank uh, Friendsgiving super chat uh, from me. Uh, That was because the name on the chat was listed as overall on our back end. Whoops. Sorry. It was under the overall category. And I thought it was somebody's name and read it as overall sent in a humper chat that says. Yeah. So there you go. Apologies to that person. Justin Lopez says, I've been going to WDBF e-shows for almost 30 years here in New York. That by far was the most tamest, most relaxed crowd I've ever been a part of. They seemed sedated.
2: What do you think the, oh, never mind. That was a dumb question. I'm not even going to ask it. Well, Sean, we didn't, even, we didn't even, we didn't even talk about the uh, pre-show stuff. Are we, are we not talking about it?
1: what uh what other pre-show stuff was there the
2: the the crowds chanting you know what oh chanting right like
1: at, aw and cm punk yeah
2: right at the second that the show started like that was the first thing you saw and i thought they were muting the crowd
1: they piped in some stuff that happened uh, matt james said just got home from barclays and it's sad when the crowd was more interested in doing the waves and the matches that were given there was no reason to care there were no stakes there was nothing at Mm. I didn't
2: see them do the wave. They did the wave. Oh, no. Is there a yeah. beach ball? That's all you need next is the oh. beach ball.
1: Matt Reichel says it was a very tame Brooklyn crowd, and he was there.
2: And it's a Damn. New York crowd. You're expecting, like, if the show is going to suck, they were going to tell you.
1: Yeah. Volob says day one is H is a Fashion Files joke. It's been so long since I've seen Fashion Files. I missed that show. Yeah, that was Alicia- Alicia says, when was the last time something in WWE mattered as much as a storyline like Kenny or Hangman or even a shorter timeline like Darby and MJF? Well, I'm not going to fault them for not having something that matters as much as Hangman and and Omega because that's one of the longest-term, well-built storylines that I've seen in my entire life. So it's okay that they don't have anything that's as well as that. But I, I don't know. Maybe the start of Roman Reigns' heel turn was was getting there. The, the Jimmy Uso Roman Reigns stuff was really good. People were
2: really into that. I remember that people were really into that. That was, that was something. Um, I mean, I, you know, everybody, like there was a lot of people that are obviously interested in the, you know, the Brock and Roman stuff, but that's not anything new. So you can't even say that too much. Uh, I mean, they did a lot of stuff with Roman, but I wouldn't say to that degree though. Like there's been a lot of good stuff, just not to the degree of like OMG between like Kenny Omega and hangman page.
1: James says, given New York is a big wrestling city, do you think New York fans were quiet because the last show in town was Grand Slam and fans are now expecting more? I went to Grand Slam, but I couldn't care about Survivor Series. I don't think so either, Denise. I think it's the product in which WWE has put forth and the stakes and people are there. They bought their tickets, prob- most of them probably a long time ago before they knew how bad this build was.
2: Look, as a person that the last big WWE show that I went to was SummerSlam and Sean, you were there so you can speak to this too. Um, The people there want to watch a good show. They're there. They're ready to pop. They're ready to mark out. They're ready for good content. But when you're not giving it to the people, they're there. like, is there is a moment when the the main event finally picked up? we saw the people in New York essentially get pretty crazy during that moment. And there was like a high peak, and then it kind of went back down again. But when they really gave the people something to be excited about, they did react to it. But there wasn't necessarily like they weren't reacting to like any little <laughs> mediocre thing, essentially.
1: Orlando says the crowd did the wave enchanted AEW and CM Punk during the women's elimination match. Bianca and Sasha got the crowd back when they got in. We are going to talk about that soon because I don't think there's a lot to talk about. In the meantime, uh, they did a major Pizza Hut product placement. And um, Denise, that DiGiorno you were making the other day looked a lot better than any Pizza Hut that I have had recently. Um, And that is not an insult to your DiGiorno at all. It's just... On the tier list, Pizza Hut is near the bottom, unless you got a brand spanking new Pizza Hut that's got a brand new oven. Otherwise,
2: ugh. Sorry, Sean. I can't agree. I like Pizza Hut. Oh, Denise. I don't know what's going on in Kentucky, but Pizza Hut, all right, where I live, uh, I like Pizza Hut. So I I was eyeing that pizza in the boxes. I was like, what'd they get? What'd they get? what the toppings? They got pepperoni and cheese and and they didn't really, they didn't look like they got too creative with the toppings though. The
1: highlight of this was Montez Ford frisbeeing pizzas, which I I must admit there used to be a little dog that lived next door and he didn't get fed. And uh, I used to frisbee pizza over to him and he would eat that up. He loved it. He loved good old frisbee pizza. And so do these fans. I don't know if you saw the reactions of some of the people that got those things.
2: No, I hope <laughs> they didn't eat the pizza. Oh, I hope no, not.
1: There was this fella front row, and he got one just darted at him.
2: In his face?
1: <laughs> it was – I think he almost, like, caught it, like, football style. It was it was a blazer, oh, too. Oh,
2: he's probably had sauce and cheese all over his fingers, pepperoni on the floor. Oh, that must have been very messy.
1: Pat, Pat McAfee was trying to dodge it, but – this Battle Royal has zero Super Chats. Nobody cared about it. Uh, I, hate, I hate people waiting outside in Battle Royals. Danny Cage of the Monster Factory says that when they do shows at their gym, if you're out for 30 seconds, you're out. That's it. Move on. Hit the bricks. You're done. I like that rule. I'm tired of this same old trope. This was to get Omos over, and that's it. No, it, not, not it. It was to get Omos over and make some money with Pizza Hut, and that was it. They like when Omas went face to face with Shanky, the crowd didn't make a peep. Nobody bought it, Denise. Everybody knew Shanky was about to get that ass beat real proper. And he did. He didn't stand a chance. Omos won. Omos probably should have won Denise. This is harmless. It was stupid, cheeky, fun. Whatever
2: there's been worse. There were two things that I did like during this match. And one of them was seeing Otis eat pizza. Don't ask me why I was interested. I was I don't know. And he, the hit, the one... mat.
1: he hit the floor so Ew. hard. Denise.
2: And with pizza belly, like, I'm sorry, oh. but after I eat something, I got to go lay down. I got to unbutton the pants. I got to let my stomach breathe a little bit. Big
0: fat shit. I got
2: to go take a big fat shit. The whole oh works, man. I ain't about to go over the damn top rope and take a freaking bump. Like, I'd probably shit my pants if that happened. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. True or false, somebody has shit their pants taking the coup de gras. Oh, true, right? Has to. Yeah. There's no way that somebody has not shit their pants doing the coup de gras. And this isn't not me. I'm not minimizing anybody. I'm not insulting anybody. Buddy, I'm telling you, if I took a coup de gras, my pants, pure, I'd take a Denise style, big fat shit in my pants.
2: Luck. So anyways, I felt bad for Otis. Come on. He literally ate a pizza and he shoved it in his mouth, man. I'm sorry. And then the other spot that I did like was when they were playing tug of war with AJ Styles with uh, Z's and amos. That was funny. Yeah. It was hard. Oh, that was,
1: that was a good spot. I did. Yeah. Enjoy that. And I'm a sucker for battle Royals. I love a battle Royal. I do. You know, I don't. Yeah. So we're, we're on different sides of the fence there, but also.
2: That was it. I can't remember anything else. Don't ask me any more questions. That's all I remember.
1: Jambeard says, Omas Shanky, Aziz, Mania, main event. Oh, gosh. I think the money in building Omas is when somebody beats him. That's it. I feel like you're building Omas That way, whoever beats him gets the rub. Like, that's what you're doing because he is very limited in what he can accomplish. He's never going to be, like, the guy, I don't think. Mm-mm. Probable Cause says, all 14 of the Pizza Hut fans are about to tweet, Sean. Now, Listen when Ninja Turtles were the hot thing and they, they did like the pizza hut tie in. I loved a pizza hut. We had a lot of them around here. I worked at a pizza hut. Once upon a time, you um, worked
2: at a pizza hut. That's probably why you hate it. Everybody hates the place they used to work at.
1: No, actually like it was, when I drive by there. There's like the familiar smell and all that. And I'm like, Oh cool. But our local one, it's you can, it's had the same oven since like years and years and years ago. And it undercooks everything. It's just not strong. It's not (laughs) good.
2: Sean, you've had the same argument about like every establishment in Kentucky. Remember you told me that they don't cook the hash browns too well and you get cold hash browns. What is up, man? Do you guys not like ovens? You guys not like heating stuff up? We don't
1: don't have great like chain joints out here. We just don't. We don't. It's sad.
2: I'm very sorry.
1: RK bro versus the Usos. Good, good, solid tag team match. I loved the finish of Randy Orton catching the Uso splash with an RKO while it while he still splashed Riddle. I like that, that Orton's like, listen, I'm going to win this match, but I really don't care if you get hurt as well. Uh, how'd you feel about this match?
2: This match, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I did like it a lot more. I think what I particularly liked about it was that it was a solid match throughout, but more in particular was when Matt Riddle got... Uh, I think he, yeah, he got the hot tag right before the finish, obviously. And he basically went in there and like saved Randy Orton and he comes into the ring and he's literally like hitting a bunch of strikes on both Usos. And then he like really picks up the speed for this match as we're going into the finish and he just basically attacks the Usos left and right. And I think from like that point on, like, uh, I mean, everything leading up to this was good, but that point on was kind of like my favorite portion of the actual match there. So when Matt Riddle essentially took both down, both Usos down, I really enjoyed that. But then we saw them get back up. They do the double super kick on uh, Matt Riddle. And I think they also got Randy as well. They got Randy as well. And then afterwards, eventually Randy getting the RKO. I'm glad that he was the one that got the win given, you know, his record that he just broke today.
1: So let's talk about that. That's one of the more interesting things (laughs) is that Orton broke the record or tied the record i can't remember which one for most pay-per-view matches in wwe history uh not only that he did it in about 19 and a half years kane was the previous holder of that record and Um, he
2: sent a tweet out too i forgot what he said but he did send a tweet out congratulating randy orton for that
1: that's cool that's very cool and i mean kane he had more time to do it he was he did it for like 25 or almost 24, 25 years, I think. Um, looking back at his... Oh, yeah, his first pay-per-view match, Kane's, would have technically been in 1995 as Isaac Genkham DDS against Bret Hart at SummerSlam. Then he did Survivor Series that year, Royal Rumble. He was the fake Diesel for, I think, three of them. So even before his run as Kane, he he got six of them. So going back to... August 95 all the way up to this year's Royal Rumble. So 25 26 years. And now 19 years Randy Orton's already beat that and he's got 3 years left on his deal. He's going to just destroy that record.
2: I was like 3 when he like first like started and all of that it's freaking crazy.
1: <laughs> and Randy um Randy, I know that fans like send him stats like an awful lot. Like that's that's part of what he had mentioned. He put that once Raw hits, he'll also have the record for that, which is also incredible. What record? I think the record for most matches on Raw. What? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Oh which shoot! Kind of wild. I mean, good for him. Uh, he's he's had that longevity, even though he's had some long periods of being out as well. And not only that, he did that during like a, a large brand split era. Like the brand split was around for eight years. And then it's come back for the last five years. So 13 years of Randy Orton uh, doing the pay-per-view record and the Raw record. Like he's had a lot of divided time, so to speak.
2: And has managed to essentially keep telling a new story in sort of each chapter of his career. You know, we've seen this like evolution of Randy Orton, which has been insane. So that's pretty cool.
1: Women's Survivor Series Elimination Match. A reminder, guys, get in your Humper Chats at HumperChat.com or donate to Super Chat. Please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. Check out our interviews that we've had over the past couple weeks. Switchblade Jay White, AEW's Ethan Page. Uh, I had Drew McIntyre as well. Lady Frost, which uh, caused a bit of a stir. Um, man, that was...
2: She's awesome.
1: She is wonderful. And I know she had talked to you a little bit. About like WWE. a, WD- little bit. Pa- we uh,
2: talked a uh, lot, Sean.
1: Good. I mean, go check it out. Go check it out. But um boy, did WWE miss on her. I'll say that much. Uh, they they missed on her, but they do have 10 very supremely talented women in this uh elimination match. But Evan Wright says, need Sean to explain this Sasha elimination. Woof. Well, here's my explanation. Have you ever heard of shitty booking? Because that is the explanation, Denise.
2: Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you very much. I, I, I kind of picked up on that a little bit. This was bad. I'm sorry. I didn't like this match. I'm out on this one. Like, I, I'll tell you why I didn't like it, but I'll just start telling you right now. I was not a fan of this match.
1: I think the work that they do is good, but nothing, very little made sense, except, except for the fact that Bianca Belair dominated towards the end. Because Bianca Belair, she had hit that that Keith Lee position from last year. It's where you were conditioned to believe, well, she's either going to get, it's going to be a DQ or a no contest or a count out. I think she needed to win. I think she needed to win a lot, and she did. Uh, but Tony Storm looked very strong as well. I like that they accomplished that. And they that she, gave her two eliminations, right? Two eliminations, Carmella and Zelina. But also, one thing I don't like is that even though Rhea Ripley's feuding, with Carmella and Zelina, her being like, ha ha ha, bye. I'm like, damn, this is your teammate. This is, you're supposed to want to win, right? So I didn't necessarily like that. Um, the, the crowd was not in it. I love me some sova said, Did you hear the CM Punk chants during the women's five on five? God, I, I love almost everybody's work in this match. In a unique, special way. Like all 10 of these women are so talented. And there were some things like the Bianca stuff, the Tony stuff, but then it gets counteracted like with that count out. Uh, please tell me your thoughts on this. All
2: right. Well, I got a lot of thoughts. First and foremost, I'm sorry, but there's no reason to do the CM Punk chance anymore. Okay, I'm a big fan of the guy. Yes. You already know this, I agree this was I know that this match was not the greatest, and I was not a fan of this match, but there was no reason to do the CM Punk chance during this match. I thought that is very disrespectful to the women. I'm sorry, I don't like that. I like I just think that it's too it doesn't make sense anymore, and it's dumb. So I did feel bad for them in that situation because even though I was not a fan of this match and the reason why I wasn't was because I thought it was sloppy there were some moments which were confusing uh that Sasha Banks elimination being one of them because I I I, it was just one of those things where I didn't expect her to be counted out during this but with that being said there were some moments that I particularly liked in this and the ones that I did like were essentially when Bianca and Sasha were going at it, when Bianca and Sasha got their moment in the ring, which they got a nice little couple of minutes, however long that was, that was good stuff. But the one thing that did kind of uh, unfortunately kind of hurt that because you had that moment, but it was very obvious because there was a moment where they like, zoomed out the camera so you can see all of the girls on the outside essentially like playing peekaboo and you can see them sort of waiting for their moment to come out and you know get back into the ring so I kind of feel like that distracted a little bit away from what we were seeing with Bianca and Sasha so that's the one thing that I didn't like that was very obvious that you can tell that they were waiting for their moment to get back in but for but for Bianca and Sasha like that was good stuff between them we already know that they have good chemistry with one another So that was perfectly fine. Um, I didn't. We already knew that they were going to run the whole Shotzi and Sasha not coexisting. We saw we already knew that going into this pay-per-view. We saw it prior when they did that backstage uh thing that they did backstage we saw a tease there uh where she basically pulled out the rock line and said that she didn't know uh it didn't matter what it what Shotzi's name was etc and then I did like the way that they eliminated eliminated Rhea Ripley because she essentially took like everybody's finisher and then got eliminated so I was like okay at least they eliminated her in a sort of respectable manner so I was cool with that um Shotzi and Bianca essentially being the final two was cool. Good moment for Shotzi getting her, you know, some, uh, you know, you knew she wasn't going to get a win over Bianca Belair, but it still gave her a lot of credibility to make it down uh, to the final two. So I did like that. I like the kiss of death for the end. Cool stuff. That was fine. And Bianca Belair, I think at this point, she's just been break. We've been talking about records. Uh, She's been breaking a lot of records and making a lot of historic moments. You know, Royal Rumble winner, uh, you know, now Soul Survivor, you know, a a bunch of other stuff, really.
1: Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says Bianca was Beyonce and a ring full of Kelly Rowlands. Well, you know what? I know that's meant as an insult, but when Kelly Rowland had a good dance partner, Nelly, Trina, Lil Wayne, she could make a hit. So can all these women.
2: Well, I mean, I, w- I can't agree with that because Sa- Sa- Sasha Banks Sasha's is also in there. And uh, freaking uh, Rhea Ripley as well. Is, like, yeah, like I feel bad. But there's, there's obviously levels in terms of like natural athletic ability. Bianca can run circles around all of them. And we're fully aware of that. But uh, But yeah, anyways.
1: Crazy says, I think tonight was really solid except the women's el- elimination match. No reason to make the raw women look weak. Maybe Carmella, because uh, of that mask gimmick, but Queen Zelina, Ripley, Liv Morgan. Bianca is overpushed. I don't think Bianca is overpushed. Bianca barely won for several months. I definitely don't think she's overpushed. I think she's pushed to uh, probably underpushed compared to her talent level. But Liv Morgan, it's like she's the top contender. Like, Yeah. If anybody needed protected, protect it, it was her. But what WWE does so often, and I'll keep saying it, they think that screwy finishes, or DQs, or countouts, or cheating, or distractions is a way to protect somebody. Oh, they didn't get pinned clean. No, what it is is a way to condition me to think that nothing matters. This didn't matter. I didn't get. I didn't get a definitive. Oh, they they're just obsession with protecting people undermines the point. James says, by the way, thanks SRS and Denise always for informing and entertaining us all. Decades of loving WWE. It's sad to see Vince in flashback to Survivor Series 98 in an iconic angle I loved. now with an egg angle.
2: Oh, Oh, that's very unfortunate to compare those things.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it was them throughout this show saying, hey, remember when all this shit was good and The Rock was here? Man. And
2: do you, like, they didn't even need to, I didn't even, I don't even feel like it needed to really be Vince, the one to essentially do this. I think you could have done this angle with Pierce. It doesn't matter if he's holding an egg, whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I get like, it's a bigger deal to have Vince be part of it and have Vince do it. But I don't necessarily th- I think that he had to be the one to do it.
1: Bring back somebody else, bring back an old GM or something for all I care. Like, Oh man. Nerd Guru says, in 2019, the elimination match has made so many people. Keith Lee and Rhea. Keith is gone. Rhea just got beat with a knee. No stars were made. If you remember, it wasn't all good. Walter got beaten in like three minutes. Yep. CM says, they did an amazing job of making every single woman in the elimination match. Uh, especially Shotzi, Baszler, uh, and Natalia look like idiots. <laughs> I thought they were complimenting. I thought they were saying they made them all. But they said, no, they made them look like idiots. Shotzi was literally looking at at Sasha's hand as she tagged in. To your point, John Vasquez says, WWE logic, Bianca dominated the match, but one rock bottom for Becky is enough to lose the title. Sure. Okay, so, I mean, I get your point, but I mean, like, Jose Aldo was the best featherweight of all time, and one punch from Conor McGregor knocked him out. Like, that does happen here and there. I'm okay with it bob Backlund wrestled bret hart for like an hour but one jackknife beat him you just you just never know i did do i like the booking no i don't but it's okay sometimes it just wasn't there it was stupid jambeard says most of the women's elimination match was good even the banks count out although she broke the count three times i'm not into super bianca at the end do you think bianca's gonna get pushback from this i don't see her as being booked overly uh, like oped overpowered compared to what she is i think she's deserving of this
2: i think she's deserving of it too i think they need to keep her strong i'm sorry but when you have a talent like bianca belair you can't do what you've been doing with pretty much your entire roster where if it's not their moment you gotta sink them down put them underneath and wait until it's their moment again no you need to really keep her strong in any sort of facet that you possibly can
1: Maurice asks what we think of Adele's new album. She's not for me. I haven't heard it. Dang. <laughs> Dan, says, I hope she doesn't. I no,
2: doesn't care about a Survivor series. <laughs> it into never, the
1: show. Sorry, Adele. I've just never been a big fan. Uh, <laughs> Crazy says, uh, I just wish they made Live look a little bit better. Yeah, me too. I wish they did too. Nerd Guru says, I hope we get Becky Bianca again at Mania. I think they should probably lean that direction. I am Malucha says no apology needed srs much love for you too and hope you have a great holiday what dishes are you looking forward to the most on thanksgiving dynamite on wednesday is gonna hump i'm gonna see if we can make like my issue with turkey is a lot of times it's too dry so i'm gonna see if we can make like some turkey crock pot recipe that but maybe what's makes your it
2: favorite dish, though? Like mm. for Thanksgiving, like what's the one thing that, like, it's not Thanksgiving dinner if you do not have that one specific item? Like, that's the first thing you go and you serve stuffing.
1: Stuffing. What
2: wow, Sean, you finally have something in common. Why that's are you mad at me for? Dish.
0: Because
2: <laughs> I didn't want you to have my favorite dish. That's my favorite dish. Stuffing I go rules. for the stuffing and the bread. Okay, that's my section right there. Listen, and the potato I, salad.
1: I could survive off of like stuffing, uh, mashed potatoes and corn. Rice, I could eat just just that. Yeah. But it wouldn't be that good for me. Orlando says, I wish the ending for the women's elimination match was Sasha versus Bianca, or I've lived versus Tony. That couldn't have made them both. I'll put it like this, Denise. At the end of the night, I don't think Big E lost the damn thing losing to Roman Reigns because sometimes really good wrestlers lose to other really good wrestlers. And if they look good in doing it, I want to see how they'll adjust the next time. WWE tries to protect too much.
2: Um, so are we on to the main event then? Should I just start talking about it then? Or One more. Okay. Jambeard
1: <laughs> says, For the record, I'm not against Bianca looking strong as sole survivor, but I did not like the fact she went through four women, including Shayna, so quickly.
2: She should, she's got more accolades than them. I'm sorry, but Shana, Shana, Shayna's great, and we love her and all of that. But I just think Bianca's at another level. I'm sorry, I didn't have a problem with that.
1: It, it was an entire team getting eliminated in like three and a half minutes. So that was interesting. But uh, Night Track says Reg's rant on Grapsity was better than this pay-per-view. Well, that's not even a condemnation of the pay-per-view. His rants are just really good. Like, and he's got a good speaking voice too. He's got a good, good rapping voice too. Like the guy's just good. So I'm not, not surprised uh, guys. You can still get in your humper chats and super chats, but Denise, did this, this show have you feeling down a little exhausted?
2: Am I supposed to say yes? Okay. Yes, it did.
1: Well, Denise, I don't know if you drink coffee. I do. Well, luckily what? for you, Fightful has partnered up with four sigmatic a company known for their innovative use of functional ingredients to enhance your performance through coffee. Four Sigmatic's Perform Coffee in the morning is so good. It's infused with lion's mane for focus and cordyceps for performance. This stuff is legit. You'll be more productive, focused, and energetic. You'll feel more on top of your games. If you're like, what are cordyceps? They're cordyceps mushrooms. This stuff does not taste like mushrooms. The flavor is rich and smooth. It's a perfect cup of coffee with added functional benefits. They've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, and they back their uh, product with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it, it's free. That's right. It's free. Just for Fightful listeners, save 20% on your first order at the Four Sigmatic website. FourSigmatic.com slash Fightful. And use the coupon code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Apologies for my asthma. That is Four Sigmatic. dot com slash FIGHTFUL. You'll save 20% on anything you want. It's easier on the gut. No jittery feeling. Helps with that focus. Helps with that energy. Tastes great. And either, if you don't love it, you get your money back. What what do you have to lose? You don't have anything to lose uh, by golly. For slash fightful. Roman Reigns defeated a uh, big E. Clean as a sheet. And I'm okay with this.
2: That's what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting anything other than this. I'm sorry. I like, I mentioned this in my Survivor Series prediction show. This was definitely something that I don't think we needed to essentially. This was, it was bad timing for this match because Biggie, come on, he's new as champion. Roman Reigns, he's the one that the story is really focused on.
1: You know what they should have done instead, Denise? What? It should have been Bloodline versus yeah. New Day. That's what it should have been. One of the Usos or Kofi or Xavier could have taken the pin. You could have avoided this. And you know what? The audience would have been very, very excited for it. They would have loved it. The Usos versus the Bloodline. You booked yourself into a corner, but they did good. It started off at a slow, slow pace. Ricardo says, Roman wins, LOL. He's the top star. I'm okay with it. I don't mind it. Uh, Channel 100, or it's crazy, says, apparently Nick Khan could be seen in the front row. Yep, he was there.
2: I didn't see him. He was
1: there right by the entrance to to the left. Um, But ultimately the big talking point was the rock's not here. And when Roman started to walk out of that ring, I said, Oh no. Oh no. He's not here. I said, Oh, well maybe we'll do a face off on the ramp. Then I was like, that wouldn't make sense. Do you think
2: there's anything that they could have done in this match? Had this match been hot from the very beginning. Do you think there's anything they could have done differently that would have essentially maybe had the crowd, not necessarily thinking that the rock was going to come out or just the fact that this was the mere main event. People were expecting it.
1: This match. No short of biggie winning it. Cause I think if Big E was standing tall, they probably wouldn't have expected it, but you don't have, you don't have Roman reigns lose either. So that's why I think it should have been three on three should have opened the show and when I was told, and I got that in reverse uh, rundown today, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense because The Rock's not going to be there. I had people saying, I had people straight up tell me, no, he's not there. But of course, why would they tell me that? You know, I'm, I expect them to tell me no. I don't think there's anything they could have done within the context of this match to keep the crowd or keep people from not being disappointed. <laughs> you will have people that say, well, they never said he was going to be there. No shit, Sherlock, they didn't. Oh, boy. Thanks to Dana Holland for being a new member. C says, I've never paid for anything to watch WDB. It's never felt like it was worth it. With AEW, they take my wallet and dynamite. I hope the product gets better. WDB is constantly just, like, prodding at their audience. Like, nah, not quite. Not quite. I like the the match. I like the way it unfolded. I like Big E kicking out of the spear and then getting pinned. I'm okay with him losing cuz Roman Reigns is at a level on screen higher than Biggie. I'm fine with that.
2: I think okay. Roman Reigns winning was definitely the right call. I did not think this match was as good as I anticipated it to be. I thought, I don't know if it was just the fact that the crowd was dead for more than half of this match. It wasn't until that spear that Big E hit on Roman Reigns that I felt the crowd and even myself watching this match that really started to get into it. And that by then it was already, you know, leading up to the finish. Um, When Roman locked in the guillotine on Big E, I didn't necessarily like this either because I kind of thought that like Big E. Was kind of wasting more strength by essentially carrying the entire body of Roman Reigns, so I wasn't necessarily too keen on that spot either. And then eventually, we finally see Biggie hit the big ending, we see Roman hit a very nice spear for the win that was fun. But to be honest, I didn't think this match was all of that great. I thought that it was, um, it just I didn't think it was that good. I'm sorry, I, I didn't really care for this one.
1: Um, I have a lot of people they've got like Reigns fatigue again, they're like, oh, nobody can beat Reigns. He's the top guy in the company. I'm, I'm okay with that. But quite frankly, what everybody's talking about is The Rock. He didn't show up. WWE Mark says, The Rock is my favorite ever. So mad, disappointing pay-per-view. Astray says, "Hope oh, God, they didn't do all this hype for Rock just to get buys. And uh, just just so many. Sensei Tiswald says, the main event humped hard, but what on earth were all The Rock teases? More importantly, Denise stole the egg, best part of the whole night. Drew says, is it outlandish to think Rock beats Roman? Even if that happens, then what? If Roman wins, there's not a person left. Rock cannot beat Roman. Can not. Can not. You have to stop this 25 years ago was better bullshit. It has to stop.
2: It would undo everything that they did with Roman Reigns. And what would be the point of him beating people like Big E and all these other people that he's beat if you're just going to have somebody like The Rock. And I mean, I know The Rock is a Rock, but at the end of the day, The Rock's wrestling career is pretty much over. And so the future, you got to move on to the future, right? And the future is Roman Reigns. Well, the present is Roman Reigns, obviously, but it's. I'm sorry Roman Reigns was the right person to win and I think people are feeling fatigue with Roman Reigns right now. If you're feeling fatigue with Roman Reigns, I'll be real. He just doesn't have that many hot challengers right now. Like yeah, Biggie was a hot challenge, but going into this match, we didn't necessarily have that much of a story going into it. What was with, what was really at stake here? Nothing.
1: Nothing. Nothing. Nothing was. And for the people that said, "Oh, well, they didn't say he would be there." C says WWE never said the rock would be there. AEW didn't say that CM Punk would be in Chicago. I don't Alicia... think you can
2: compare those two. I'm sorry. You can't well, compare those two. Uh, AEW practically told you without telling you. I'm sorry. I, th- I don't think you can compare
1: those well, ones. Also, I told you. But uh, Alicia Ellis says, if Imagine if Punk hadn't shown up at the United Center, Nerd Guru says AEW never said Punk was going to be at Rampage, and they teased it a whole lot, the difference between the two companies. Um I would have agreed, or I wouldn't have agreed with that statement until tonight. Until tonight, when they put this match on last, and then they were like, hey, here's a big video package for Red Notice, starring The Rock. Hey, here's an angle where Vincent Mann's talking about The Rock. Here's a golden egg that came from The Rock. Here are like five video packages of The Rock. Until tonight, I would have completely agreed with that. They were basically going, do you like The Rock? Because if so, he might be here. It's been 25 years. But then he wasn't. Then he wasn't.
2: I just don't think so. I'm sorry. I think there's a difference between doing it like and just this one day and the way that they did it then doing it, you know, prior in advance to this show and given the fact that you want
0: to i'm sean you can answer this say goodbye
2: I'm sure they knew that there wasn't that much interest going into this pay-per-view. So knowing that, wouldn't you tell the people, Hey, the rock's going to be here or the rock's possibly going to be here. and Maybe actually hit us with some of those Easter eggs prior to the actual show.
1: I'm sorry, Denise, they hit us with an egg. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon Jackson says if you're WWE champion facing a Universal Champion at Survivor Series just assume you're losing the match Universal Champion is 4-0 and oh. wow Ian says do you think Big E punching the mat after the Superman punch was a shout out to Sean Porter last night I don't know but that was very cool to see that Big E one night before was doing the walkouts for Sean Porter uh, I mean that guy is like pursued in boxing now which is very very cool to see Ken says, my issue with Reigns is that he's both an unbeatable dominant monster and a wimp who needs blatant cheating and interference to win. He makes no one look good.
2: He's a heel. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to disagree with that statement. He is a heel. What do you want? You're not. He's supposed to get under your skin. He's supposed to piss you off. And he does have good matches. All the matches that he's had, they've all been good.
1: I mean, I'll put it like this. Barry Bonds was the best baseball player in the world. Then he took steroids, and he became even better. He cheated. Even while he was the best, the guy still cheated.
2: Here's so, my frustration, Sean. People are always talking about how the fact that WWE hasn't built any stars. They haven't built any stars, and boy, can we agree with that? But Roman Reigns is somebody that's on the trajectory of that. Okay, what what show is he on? Was he on Jimmy Fallon? What show was it that he was just on the talk show yeah, Jimmy and Fallon. all of this? Okay, thank you. He is somebody that's on the trajectory of that. They're trying to do it that. They're trying to do that with him. They're giving them this long title. Reigns, the face of you know SmackDown on Fox, etc. Uh, they just need more hot challengers for him they need more stories for him but for the most part everything that they've been doing with Roman Reigns has been what they should be doing to build a freaking star so that way you won't always have to rely on the summer of John Cena tour or hey you know what maybe I don't know I just feel like it's I almost feel like it's a double-edged story where people want to have the new stars but you're finally getting something you're like nah
1: Valab says also yes uh, I'm gonna be that impact, impact troll and say the Rock did more for Impact in the last couple of years than for WWE. <laughs> he WB. did.
2: He, he really did. did. Well, how long was that video that he did? in his lawn like and everything? F-
1: three or four minutes. That because yeah. Ken Shamrock said, "Hey Rock, I would really love for you to do a video." And of course, Impact be an Impact. They're like the Rock and Ducks. Ken Shamrock. Did they, Rock
2: even tweet anything about Rock 25? Because I d- don't think I saw anything. But but did he? I don't I'm recall. I went on his Twitter page today, or a couple hours ago, and I saw that he hadn't posted like in a day or something. No. Of all days, don't you think he'd post today?
1: No, uh, man, no, um, not at all. He a couple days ago he put watch Survivor series, and that was about it. And uh, he tweeted some stuff the other day, but not today. Yeah, it was it was a few days ago, but mm, damn. Oh, man. Matt James says, probably not audible on TV over Roman's music, but uh, after all the Rock memory ads in the fan, uh, the, the fans were booing the idea of feeling cheated. Damn. Jambeard says, the Rock was advertised and teased more than The Undertaker was, and The Undertaker still showed up for his tribute last year. Damn, man. Well, we've got a few more Humper Chats. C says, I've never paid anything to watch WWE because it never feels like it's ever worth it. I, well, we, we had read that one. We saw that one. But he also sent another one that said, Sean, I see the crap you go through on Twitter. And I got a lot of love for you. Do what you do. Somebody who will not, rename, who will not be named because they're fucking dork. was like, I am going to definitely expose Sean Ross Sapp for pretending he graduated from college. And I was like, what? Literally yesterday, I posted. Is
2: that why you posted that whole thread?
1: I didn't post it. No, 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 no. no.
2: Oh, that was something else.
1: That was, yeah. Like today, they were like, I'm going to expose that he didn't graduate college. And I was like, I posted that I didn't graduate college yesterday on Twitter. Like I said, I went to this school and I left to come here to work here. It is weird out there, man. It is weird. James Higgins says Reigns is on the run of his life. But I think it's time for new stars to come into focus while they've got Reigns on top. Yes. They need to be building all these people to get ready for Reigns. Even if Reigns beats them, Denise, he needs to have his, his list should not, should not have to include Jeff Hardy, but it does list
2: is really only drew McIntyre right now. That's my issue. They have a lot oh. with Roman Reigns. It's just they need to build people up to help build him up to his champion to help build the entire company. Oh, whatever. I don't Sheldon know. Sheldon
1: says universal champion, four wins. Brock twice, Roman twice. WWE champion, zero wins. AJ, Brian, Drew, and Big E. Sean says WWE's gotten a point to where we're looking for, which is the woat, the worst of all time. And <laughs> Ian woke? says, on top of the Rock tease, they teased Brock with Heyman's promo before the match. Double whammy. Well, we've reached the end of our super chats and humper chats. I want to thank all of you for joining. Please check out our new sponsors, athleticgreens.com Fightful and uh, foursigmatic.com slash Fightful. Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
2: Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm trying to hit 50K by the end of this year. I don't think it's going to happen, but at least I'm trying. Um, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have a lot of stuff going up up there. And just kind of keep an eye out. Got a lot of stuff in the books. Works. Works.
1: Check it out, guys. On Monday at noon, I'll be doing a reveal of the first talent for the Terminus event that Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black are putting on. We'll be releasing an interview. Denise, what is going on?
2: My phone, everything's going off. I'm sorry.
1: Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We have a bunch of scoops going up there per usual. Love you guys. Until next time, we're out